one in four adults in Arkansas care for a loved one, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And they estimate that one in seven non-caregivers will become caregivers in the next two years. It is challenging work, and that's why the Arkansas Geriatric Education Collaborative offers programs and workshops for family caregivers. To tell us more about this important work today is Laura Spradley, the Outreach Coordinator for the Arkansas Geriatric Education Collaborative. This is UAMS Health Talk from the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. I'm your host, Caitlin White. So Laura, what tips would you offer someone who is a caregiver? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a great question and a loaded question. <laughs> I would say, like any job or responsibility you're going to take on, the number one thing would be to learn about caregiving. What is it that you're going to be doing? What are the expectations for the particular caregiving situation that you're going to be in? The most important thing is probably just to, as I tell my caregivers, learn, learn, and learn more. Um, Attend classes, sign up for support groups about caregiving, and then learn about what particular disease or ailment your loved one has. Is it dementia, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, um, some kind of other debilitating disease where you're going to be taking care of this loved one? Understand the disease process so that you're knowledgeable about it and you have less surprises. This will personally help you, but it also helps your loved one. The more you know, the better you are to able to help them. So it, it benefits both people. So learning is a huge one. Um, I think something else that we forget about is as a caregiver, we have to love ourselves and take care of ourselves. Uh, Caregiving is a huge responsibility, but it's also the most rewarding thing uh, that you can do for your loved one. But it does take a lot of time and energy. So we say to caregivers, you have to make time for yourself. You can't run on empty. This is just a fact. You need to take breaks, have some fun, keep up with your own friends and connections and your personal interests or hobbies to the best of your ability, given that you're now going to be a caregiver but you have to love yourself. And to do that, you have to take time to ask for help. And as I tell my caregivers, things might not be done the exact way you do them, but as long as your loved one is safe and taken care of, it's going to be okay for an hour or two because it's more important that you get that break and get some time for yourself. And if friends and family aren't available to help you, think about this ahead of time. Investigate some companies, paid services, and try them out. A lot of them will let you have like a two to four hour window where you can hire them and try them out. See if the caregiver is a good fit for you and your loved one. And you can actually stay in the home and you can be do- busy doing other things and see how that how it works for that particular um, caregiver to be in your home. So there are lots of options, but the main thing is take care of yourself and love yourself. And then another important one that's become even more and more evident with the pandemic is we have to learn how to communicate with our loved ones, healthcare providers. And that's been a little different lately. So the main thing is to, is to plan ahead, work with your loved one while you can to uh, have their involvement in it. What do they want to happen when things may progress or get worse? Know what they want and what they would love to see happen and about their healthcare. Another important thing is to make sure that their healthcare provider knows that you are the primary caregiver and you need to be involved in uh, doctor's visits if they're in person 
And also now with telehealth, you need that permission to be able to sit in on a telehealth visit. And communicating with these providers is so important and it's going to benefit you and your loved one. I ask our caregivers to take notes or journal about their loved one so that when it comes time for that visit or the telehealth visit, you have notes that you can go back to and say, this is what's been happening, or I've noticed a change in this or that, uh, maybe signs of depression, or they're not eating, or it seems to have happened after they started a new medicine. But the more facts you can give your loved one's healthcare provider, the better able they are to help you. And then as going back to that love yourself comment, make sure that you're going to your uh, annual physicals and keeping up with your own health. And then also letting your primary care physician know that you are now a caregiver. And this just helps them understand what you might be going through in your life. And then I guess I just have um, one or two more other little tips that I think about when I'm talking to caregivers. In this day and age, Technology can be a huge blessing. There are so many new things to take advantage of. There's the automatic pill dispensers, things that help you and your loved one remember whether they took that medicine. Um, There's fall monitoring equipment, alert systems, um, systems so that your loved one, if they have a habit of wandering away, that you can put on the doors or that you can even um, have them wear on their wrist. So if they do happen to venture away, you know where they are. But the thing I would say is talk to other people, and this is where those support groups are so helpful. Talk to them about things they've used. What have they found successful? And here again, it goes back to learning, learning, learning. And I've also found that another great resource is sometimes your local public libraries. They have lots of classes about how to use the internet or technologies that are great for caregivers, Zoom, Facebook, all those things that we hear about, how to use your iPad, all those great things. So it goes back to learning plus taking advantage of the technologies. And then this last one is something that nobody wants to talk about, but it's so important. We have to get our both our medical and our legal paperwork in order. And the sooner we do this, whether we have a loved one with dementia or Alzheimer's disease, it's still a good way to always be prepared. Know how you and your loved one want to be treated. Uh, when those times come, okay? And then have those, particularly the medical paperwork in the medical record with your uh, providers so that they can access that and know how uh, you want to live and die appropriately. And then when it comes to your legal paperwork, see um, about getting those things done ahead of time too, power of attorneys, all those things, because someone's going to need to pay those bills when your loved one is not able to do it anymore. Um, You don't want to have to think about these things when someone's really, really sick. And lastly, involve any children, stepchildren to the best of your ability so that those things are solved ahead of time. And that just helps everybody in the long run. But most importantly, get those medical papers into your medical record so that everybody knows. So those are my tips for that. (laughs) I know I kind of rambled there, but I had some things that I just really wanted our listeners to to think about. No, absolutely. I think the more information, the better always. Now, Laura, you encourage caregivers to meet their loved ones where they are. Tell us more about that. Sure, sure. And this is something that's um, obviously strange to us because we're, we're taught from an early point on, you know, don't fib, don't tell lies, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But we say when someone, and in particular, we're talking about if you're caregiving with someone that has dementia or Alzheimer's disease, 
meet them where they are. If they're talking about a time in history that was 10, 20 years ago, it's okay. Because this disease process is taking them to that day and time. So go ahead and what we say, meet them where they are. Because when you try to change that, it just aggravates them and then it aggravates you. And that's not good. So we say stepping into their reality is just part of what's going on. And we don't call it lying. Okay. We call it um, what the researchers and the experts say is therapeutic little fibbing. Okay. Because uh, say for an example, this is one I always tell our caregivers, say that the, the issue is someone that has been deceased for a long time and they want to keep reliving that. Um, you know, it's, it's okay to say that they're still alive or they went to the store and they'll be back shortly because if they have memory problems, they're probably not going to remember that you told them they'll be back in a little bit. But they do remember when you say they've died or you want, you know, reliving that death is painful to them. And so we just try to say it's better to you know, tell that little white fiblet. And then most importantly, after you tell the little fiblet that they'll be back, get your loved one involved in something else. Say, they'll be back shortly. Let's go ahead and work on setting the table. Or I really need your help over here to fold these clothes. And then later on, we're going to go outside and trim some bushes or work on the plants. We call it diversion distraction methods, but it's just really hurtful and sometimes um, can cause aggression, um, distress for your loved ones. So just meet them where they are. And, um, you know, if they are talking about going back to work today, I got to get ready. I got to go, go ahead and let them get dressed and then say, you know, uh, the car is broken and we can't go today, but I'm going to go ahead and, you know, get your breakfast and just meet them in their reality and get them involved in something else. So this is so much work and so much to learn. What are some common missteps that often happen with caregivers? Oh, boy. Well, it's obviously a huge learning curve for all involved. But I'd say the number one thing is that not taking time to care for themselves and the preparation, you know, uh, while your loved one is able to help you get those things done, uh, do things around the house, think about is my bedroom on the first floor? Am I going to have access to the things that I need? Do I have a lot of impediments just around my home? Those kind of things. And then pace yourself. You can't do all this in one day. Planning, planning, planning is caregiving. is hard work, but oh, oh, so rewarding. And then we like to tell people that try to find some fun during the day. You have to have some fun. You have to laugh about things. And then most importantly, while both parties are able, do a little journaling, writing about your life together with this person or write down their stories. And of course, now with technology, you can record them on your phone or your, you know, with the video. Can you imagine how wonderful that's going to be for your family to be able to go back and see those things where they talk about what they did with their life, what they did with, you know, you as your loved one to be able to hear their voice and hear those stories so do those things while you can reminisce because they love to reminisce especially with an alzheimer's or dementia patient their their long-term memory is going to go last so they're going to remember all those things so what better way to spend some of your time during the day um, reminiscing and then documenting it so that you have it forever so wrapping up here how can folks find out more about the arkansas geriatric education collaborative 
Oh, sure. Well, we're, uh, we're, we're everywhere lately. Uh, <laughs> our, our website is agec.uams.edu. And we are also on Facebook, which is UAMS AGEC. And we're on Twitter, which is UAMS underscore AGEC. And then our most recent thing that we've added is we own, we have our own podcast now, and it's UAMS AGEC. Wise, W-I-S-E. So listen to us there as well. But we are everywhere and we would love to help anyone just reach out. You can go to our website and find all those details on how to send us questions. We also have online tips and videos for you caregivers to watch, but um, just reach out and find us. And we so appreciate all of our caregivers and our older adults. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Laura, and for this important work that you're doing. For more information, visit UAMSHealth.com. And please share this episode on your socials, especially if you know someone who is caring for a loved one. This is UAMS Health Talk from the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. I'm Caitlin White. Stay well.